0: All right, so today I have uh, Joshua Finkelman on the line, and he, this is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. So what is that? That's when I bring on guests that I had on in the past, and I couldn't get enough on the first conversation, so I brought them right back. Uh, Josh is the managing partner over at BXE Capital. Uh, Josh, welcome to the show.
1: Adam, thanks for having me back. It's great to chat with you again.
0: So, um, obviously, um, crypto, um, blockchain, I mean, it's all very relevant topics and only getting um, hotter and hotter, in my opinion, as the years go on. Um, So, that's going to be our topic today. But before we get into that, let's get into what you're doing over at BXC Capital. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. Sure.
1: So, we um, launched the first um, digital asset investment fund in the state of Colorado back in kind of the summer of 2017. Um, So, we are an investment fund and we're focused exclusively on investing in the some, you know, 5,000 digital currencies that are out there right now, kind of trading across 400 um, plus digital exchanges around the world. So, that's our focus. Um, and, uh, it's been, you know, the past couple of years have been really exciting for us.
0: Man, 5,000 already. And I think this is a great, uh, it's a, I'm like, wow, that's, when did that happen? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I went to sleep. I woke up and there were 5,000. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and that, I guess that leads us right into our topic. So let's go into it. Um, so 2020 looking ahead for a, a exciting year in blockchain. Let's do it, Josh. So yeah. let happening.
1: Yeah, so you know,
0: it,
1: it, it's funny, you know, you, you you talk about well the explosion of like over five thousand digital currencies. And I think, you know, I, I use the analogy a lot. Um it, it's very similar to kind of the early days of the internet, right? And instead of um, you know, the five thousand different types of digital currencies, you know, we saw kind of explosion in the nineties of all these websites, right? Um, and, and the infrastructure kind of built out and around um, the Internet to kind of, you know, support that globally. Um, and that was, you know, a multi-decade event. Well, we're in the early stages of seeing that for these digital assets, right, where well, we're seeing a lot of the plane being built out around the world to um, to support this new technology and to support this new asset class. So we're seeing kind of a lot of growth, um, you know, uh, last year, and I believe we'll see a lot of growth this year in the infrastructure to 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 build out that infrastructure to allow for, um, you know, these digital assets to be traded around the world. And I think what we're starting to see is the beginning of you know governments and regulators, uh, you know, shift their narrative from maybe being resistant to more being accepting of that and um and i think what we're going to see you know we've already seen uh just some some legitimacy in this space this past year with the chicago mercantile exchange you know uh offering bitcoin options trading and futures the uh, ICE, which is the continental exchange, it's the largest exchange owner in the world. They own the New York Stock Exchange. They launched a digital exchange called Bact in September, and um, for uh, offering Bitcoin options and futures, Fidelity is now offering custody um, of digital assets. You know, we're seeing TD Ameritrade, eToro, Robinhood, Abra, SoFi all of these large multinational um, companies are getting into this asset class and they're offering different types of products, you know, trading services and what have you. So I just think, you know, we're seeing the early stages of that around the world. It's really exciting. And I think in 2020, we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, we're going to see, you know, Wall Street really come online. We're going to see, I believe, well, the first central bank um fiat currency become digital. So China last year in the fall came out, the president said, hey, we are working on launching a, the first central bank digital currency. Um, so I expect that that will come out at some point this year. And then I think you'll just see, uh, you know, kind of a, a steady stream of other central banks digitizing their currency. Um, and so it's exciting time. I think over the next couple of years, we're going to see, you know, traditional, Physical uh, currencies, right, cash, coins um, become digital um, just, you know, for the fact that you can open trade, you can settle, you can use these digital currencies a lot more efficiently um, than you can today's kind of traditional domestic or cross-border payments. So it's a very, very exciting time.
0: So yeah, I definitely see a huge like as you mentioned. I I just think it's a maturity in the industry. When you when I heard you know SIBO, ICE, Fidelity, all the names that you mentioned as I kind of follow this news, I'm like what? I'm like so we're there. <laughs> this is happening oh, at yeah. a really fast pace. I feel like, I feel like if we're if we're taking a real timeline, just to give people a. Um, a, a an idea of how quick this has happened so think about how long it took these some of these big institutions just to trade and settle foreign doc sure like that for for actual countries we're talking decades right yeah. <laughs> like before they would custody before they would custody it themselves <laughs> that is i mean we're talking decades and decades before they did this from, from probably what i don't know like going to the 50s 60s 70s i mean it took so much time to get to where we are now, and now, when you look at something like this, it's not been that long if we think about it. no, it really hasn't
1: you know the the Bitcoin white paper came out in two thousand and nine, so really yeah you know and and really, for several years, Bitcoin was really the only digital asset out there, right, mm-hmm. so it took a while to to for entrepreneurs and and organizations to come out with you know alternative forms of of you know digital currency so the space is really 11 years old. I mean, to your point, wow. it's just amazing how quickly. And we're seeing the adoption now start to grow exponentially. But very similar to, you know, when you look at the adoption numbers for the Internet, number of websites, uh, users, uh, you know, that growth curve was very steep up in the right. We're seeing the same growth curves with as digital assets. Right. Number of wallet addresses, number of users, uh, volume traded globally are just the growth is is just exponential and it's kind of a real steep growth curve up into the right. So, you know, I kind of put us in a similar time of like maybe the 90s for where the Internet was you know, for where digital currencies are. So I just think you're going to see that momentum continue to grow and grow and
0: grow. Don't put us there, Josh. You know what happened <laughs> after the mid-90s. Yeah, don't know put it. us there. I don't, <laughs> I don't need it. Well, maybe it'll be, I mean, now that I'm no longer in that business, I'll be fine, but uh, <laughs> it'll make, it'll make well, good I content. Mean, More people will listen to my podcast, but just don't put sure. us in the 90s, Yeah, gosh.
1: no, I mean, you know, look, with the, with, the, with the, you know, you're referring to the dot-com bubble of 2000 and, it's interesting. We're seeing the growth in this space occur in a series of micro bubbles, right? Where we have kind of a, a kind of a, a, a wave of adoption that happened in eleven, and then thirteen, and seventeen, where you just have this explosive growth, and it forms a bubble, and then that bubble pops, and the whole market cracks, and then you know usually it'll it'll trend flat for a couple of years until the next wave of adoption. So it's really interesting to make that analogy because we see the, the adoption happen in a series of these micro-bubbles. Um, and every bubble, every wave of adoption, every bubble gets, is bigger than the previous one. And so it's very interesting to see kind of how the adoption transpires in the space.
0: Anything interesting you're seeing um, from your vantage point in just utility of these digital currencies um, in general, just like actual utilization of them? Sure. Yeah, no,
1: that's a great question. So we're seeing a lot of the adoption and growth utility right now around utilizing this technology to move money around the world efficiently, right? So, so, you know, today money, most people in the United States, they use a credit card, and what they don't realize is that – Technology is two years old and it's very slow and it's, and it's fraught with middlemen that take fees, right? And so, you know, if, when you use your credit card, that credit card with that merchant, that merchant's not going to get their money for at least a day, sometimes two or three days, and they're going to typically pay two, three, four percent for that transaction. Well, conversely, if you use a, a, a fast settlement token, like say Ripple, um, that merchant will get their funds in a couple of seconds and pay a fraction of a penny. So the settlement aspect of moving value around the world is is tremendous using this technology, distributed ledger technology. Same thing for cross-border payments. You know, it's very cumbersome to send a wire, you know, as you probably have, have seen, you know, internationally, and it takes days and it's expensive. Well, using these digital currencies that leverage distributed ledger technology, you can move vast sums of money internationally in middle settled seconds for literally pennies. So that's where we're seeing a lot of the adoption and growth, right, is leveraging this technology to move value around the world. As well, we're seeing that growth in asset management. Where, um, you know, I mentioned there are over 5,000 cryptocurrencies that are traded around the world. So we're seeing it's no surprise then that Wall Street is moving in to support this new asset class. Um, we're seeing just a lot of trading and volume um, around the world. And I think that's going to continue to pick up. And it's my view that every single stock, bond, uh, treasury, derivative will eventually become digitized. Because of the the scenario that I explained earlier, because of the efficiency aspect, you will be able to settle these fades um almost instantaneous with very little mental men, very little friction so um it's a it's a paradigm shift in efficiency.
0: It's awesome. So, Josh, if somebody is listening to now first off, I can talk to you about this all day, but that's the time for this show. Well, happy all back
1: for third annual. All day.
0: Year. Oh, no, we will. <laughs>
1: okay. uh,
0: and uh, we're already do. We're already planning in 2021. Maybe this time we will have it in Vegas to get the band back together. That's now you're, you're talking, talking about it. About it. Get, get yeah. out of the studio, Josh. Tell Sherrod <laughs> back to that. I need time out. Well. No. So, um. That being said, uh, for the audience, um, if somebody's listening and they want more information of BXE Capital or to learn more about what you're up to, um, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Sure. You know, they can go to our website at uh, www.bxecapital.com or they can send uh, an email to ir at bxecapital.com and that goes into our investor relations department.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, Josh, really appreciate you um, coming back on the show for this reunion episode and uh, giving us an update. And uh, also to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got lots of Thanks for of having fun. me, Alan. Um, absolutely. Um, if you did get a lot of value, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, thanks again, Josh.
1: Thanks, Alan. <laughs>